These massive, multi-purpose mega-centers can be visited wherever you may be in the world. You can grab a bite to eat, catch a flick, and even shop till you drop. For a period, their popularity seemed to have faded into oblivion with the advent of online shopping sites such as Amazon. But don't rule out these opulent palaces for purchasing and people watching. We'll demystify malls on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI for Your English, the topic-based show where we learn about anything and everything. And remember to send me your suggestions. Today, we're going to talk about something that's all American. We've already looked at a few things that are all American, such as baseball, but I think there's nothing as American as a shopping mall, or as we call them, malls. Let's take a look at our intro, because as always, I've sprinkled tons of vocabulary in there that I think you should know. I said these massive, multi-purpose megacenters can be visited wherever you may be in the world. Estés donde estés, wherever you may be. You can grab a bite to eat, and to grab a bite to eat is to eat something light. I think you say picotear algo. To grab a bite to eat, you can catch a flick. If there's a movie theater, well, the British call it a cinema. We call it a movie theater. And then I said, you can even shop till you drop. And yes, shopaholics, we have an expression for you. And it rhymes, to shop till you drop hasta que caigas. Then I said for a period, their popularity seemed to have faded. Let's start with the word popularity. It's not popularity, it's popularity. That you is like community popularity. And it seemed to have faded. And to fade is to lose color, if we're talking about a shirt, or to lose strength, if we're talking about a movement or a trend such as malls. And what is oblivion? El olvido. So if something fades into oblivion, pasa al olvido, I think you say in Spanish. Well, that was because of the advent of online shopping sites. And the advent is the birth of. I'm sure you guys know it from the advent calendar. Well, it's a very fancy word. With the advent, the birth of online shopping sites such as Amazon. Yeah, I know you say Amazon. We say Amazon. But then I said, don't rule out to discard, to rule out these opulent palaces, palacios, for purchasing, 
comprar cosas. Usually when we say a purchase, it means that it's something that is a little bit more expensive. I purchased a car. I purchased a house. I bought a new shirt. And then one of my favorite pastimes, people watching. And this is sitting there having a coffee with a friend and watching all the girls and guys go by and gossiping. Well, you don't want to be gossipy, but saying, oh man, check her out. Échale un vistazo. Well, hey guys, I'm going to tell you about my experiences in malls as a teenager in the United States in the 80s, in their heyday, in su apogeo. So it's going to be pretty exciting. Now I'll tell you, I go to the mall from time to time, but it's a totally different experience as a father. But as we can see, malls are made for everyone. Or maybe not. We'll take a look at all aspects of malls from the biggest to the coolest to the most high-tech. And we'll even look at the downfall of malls. Yeah, the downfall, superdición. And we'll try and predict if they're going to make a comeback. All that in this exciting episode. So let's rewind and find out where it all started. It all started in Minnesota, a mall called the Southdale Mall. And this was in the year 1952. A visionary architect, a guy named Victor Gruen, was commissioned to design a shopping center in Edina, Minnesota. This was, again, 1952. And this guy was originally from Vienna. So he looked to his home city of Vienna for inspiration. And this was America's first example of a large-scale indoor mall. Because, like with anything, there are always predecessors. So if you think about it, before this, there were shopping centers, but they were more like strip malls, like two or three shops together. Nothing like a mall like we know today. And there were also department stores, which are more like your corte inglés today. But we're going to see where they all meshed together. The Southdale Mall has 75 shops filling two levels of what they call retail space. And at the center of it, he built this European plaza, this plaza from Vienna, or at least that was the inspiration. And it had fountains, goldfish ponds, sculptures, plant life. I mean, it looked like an outdoor garden slash plaza. Yeah, I know we say the word square, but we also say the word plaza as well. So his original idea was not just to make it a place where you could go and spend money, where consumerism and capitalism is king. No, he wanted it to be like a town center where people could get together, purchase things they need to purchase, have a coffee, chat with friends, solve the world's energy crisis, you know, all of these kind of things. So it wasn't just about shopping. It was about relaxing, socializing, and it was a kind of town center. And that model was used for many malls to follow in the United States. And was it a success, this Southdale Mall in Minnesota? Absolutely. Some people compared it to the opening of Disneyland just a year earlier. It was a huge, roaring success. 
And as with everything, it had its detractors. Frank Lloyd Wright, the famous architect, said that uh, he wasn't a big fan at all. In fact, let me quote what he said. His exact words were, You've got a garden court that has all the evils of the village street and none of its charm. Who wants to sit in that desolate-looking spot? Well, it seems like the whole rest of the world wanted to be in these malls. The people spoke, and they love it, regardless of Frank Lloyd Wright's opinion. And then the American mall boom began. Malls would enter into a golden age, and malls were popping up all over the American landscape. And it was due to many different factors. Well, first of all, there was an economic boom. So the middle class, there was a big middle class, and they had a lot of money. There was also something called the Highway Act, which connected the United States by roads and highways. So it created a bunch of suburbs. And obviously, if you didn't want to go downtown or to the city center, well, you would need some kind of area, some kind of common area in the suburbs. Because the suburbs were missing those vital spaces, as we said, those plazas that are so famous in Europe where you can go and just, you know, chat with somebody on a bench. So I guess all the planets had aligned. It was the perfect moment. And from 1956, when that Southdale Mall opened, until some would say the mid-2000s, around 2005, shopping malls were number one, at least in the United States. In 1960, 4,500 shopping complexes opened a year. That's three a day. In the 1980s, that number went down, but they were still opening around 1,000 malls a year in the United States. And thank God for that, because malls are a huge part of my childhood. I can't even begin to fathom my childhood without malls. For me, it was that place where I could go meet my friends and mingle and get some freedom, get away from my parents. No chaperones, you know? I could be myself and discover who I was. And it wasn't only about shopping. Yeah, I would probably buy one seat or I would buy a t-shirt, but it was more about going there and being with your friends and the experience. And I'm not a big fan of malls nowadays, I've got to be honest with you, but I can't imagine my childhood without malls. And you can see it because it captured the zeitgeist of a whole generation the movies Mall Rats. I mean, that's, I don't know what it was called in Spanish, but there's a movie called Mall Rats. Y esos como nos llamaban. That's what they called us. People who went to the mall with their friends, any chance they got, were considered mall rats. You can check out that movie. And in the bonus part, we're going to take a look at a lot of movies that take place in malls. We're also going to take a look at George Romero's opinion as well and why he used malls in all of his horror movies. We'll also take a look at the resurgence because now we're going to take a look at the boom and the downfall. But in the bonus part, we will take a look at the resurgence and the future of malls. I'm also going to recommend some books, 
some documentaries. Remember, if you guys are on Patreon, then I'm going to share these links. If you guys are not on Patreon, I don't know what you're waiting for. We're having tons of fun. We've got an amazing community, and you can join us for as little as three euros a month plus tax. That'll give you the bonus episode every week where we include a class part, a practical part. So today in the bonus part, we're not only going to take a look at all the other things I told you, but we're also going to take a look at key vocabulary and phrases you'll need if you're shopping. So if you're interested in more information, you can go to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and you can get access to bonus episodes. You can get PDF documents with all the vocabulary, weekly classes where we review each topic. And if you're one of our interstellar students, you can get a monthly private class with me where we can measure your progress. Again, more information at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. You don't know what you're missing out on. In fact, I want to send a shout out to all my amazing patrons, especially my super duper students, Javier, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, and Patricio. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Lina, Isa, Paco, and Edgar. If you want more information, you can get it at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, or you can reach out to me on social media and I can send you a little sample. I'd be more than happy. All right, where were we? ¿Dónde estábamos? Good question to know. Where were we? Well, I was telling you a little bit about my childhood. And before I get too nostalgic, I think we should get into the largest mall. Now, what is the largest mall in the United States? Well, it's appropriately named the Mall of America. Since it opened in Bloomington, Minnesota, this is in 1992, it has held the title of the largest shopping mall. There are 530 stores. There's also a comedy club, a children's museum, a mirror maze, a mini golf course. And just to give you an idea of the size, it's large enough to fit seven Yankee stadiums within its walls. This is what we call a mega mall. And this is even a destination mall. Some people who are really into malls, they've got it on their bucket list. They say, I've got to get to Mall of America. Also remember, you can only be the biggest for so long. There are already some projects underway which seek to dethrone the Mall of America. And this is a bit of a trick question. What's the largest mall in North America? The West Edmonton Mall in Edmonton, Canada. It employs, let's take a guess. How many people do you think it employs? How many employees do you think it has? 23,000 employees, 800 storefronts, a water park, and many other attractions. And again, these are going to be overtaken very, very quickly when I tell you about some of the malls that are being built as we speak, specifically one in Miami. But I keep bringing up the downfall of malls. I mean, is it true? Have malls waned in popularity? Are they a thing of the past? 
Is society not interested in shopping at malls anymore? Well, there's an article that I came across when I was researching this, and I've shared it on Patreon. It's called The Rise and Fall of the American Mall, and it's an article by Business Insider. It's very, very interesting, and it talks, it goes more in depth about the downfall. But as we said before, there were many, many factors, the same reason that malls got popular, all the factors we said before, well, there were many factors that made them get unpopular or led to their downfall as the 2000s went on. There's something in the United States now called dead malls. And these are a series of malls. And when I say a series, I mean hundreds of malls that have closed their doors in the past few decades in the United States. And there are hundreds more who unfortunately will be forced to do the same. So what are these dead malls? Well, they're abandoned malls. And there's one in Madrid, too. There's one I go to by Rio Madrid, which every time I go there, I don't see any stores. There's like a Foster's Hollywood and a bowling alley. I don't know if you guys know the one I'm talking about, Madrileños, but it's pretty eerie. You know, it's peluznante. It's like, where is everybody? There's almost like a zombie-like vibe to it. And as I said in the bonus part, we're going to hear about George Romero, the father of zombies, how he compared malls to zombies or mall goers. A mall goer is un asistente al centro comercial. So a party goer, asistente a una fiesta. A festival goer, a church goer, I think you catch my drift. So thanks to Amazon, Walmart, and other online businesses, people stopped going to malls. And if you don't have customers, you're going to have to close your doors sooner or later. The good news is Americans are usually pretty creative, so a lot of these malls are being repurposed. They're reinventing them into different kinds of spaces, such as churches, indoor farms, apartment complexes. And there's a whole genre on YouTube about abandoned places, and there are tons of malls and shopping centers. They're wonderful if you consider yourself an urban explorer, but enter at your own risk. You can find out more information by checking out the website deadmalls.com. It's pretty crazy when you see these huge centers that were just, you know, built uh, with these grandiose ideas, and in the end, they're sitting there empty and withering away. Even the father of malls, we talked about him before, Victor Gruen from Vienna, he ended up denouncing malls by the end of his life. He said it was the exact opposite of what he wanted them to be. He saw these big concrete parking lots with these ugly structures that said nothing. He said they were missing a soul. They were built to be temporary. And they were built with one thing in mind, making a profit, which, as you remember, that wasn't his intention at first. It was to have it be a place where people could get together, a kind of town hall. And we all know that's not what they became. Some people say 
They're a symbol of everything that went wrong with the consumer society. And old Victor Gruen was deeply disturbed when he saw the state of malls and what they had become. He said that developers were constantly thinking about maximizing profits and cutting corners. He went on to call them, and I quote, gigantic shopping machines. And in a 1978 speech, he said, I refuse to pay alimony for those bastard developments. So he didn't even want to take credit for his invention of them all. And alimony is the money you have to pay if you get divorced and you have kids. So he basically calls the mall his bastard son that he wish he had never invented. He disowns the mall. We're talking about the father of malls here. But if you look at his original intention, that's not what he had in mind. He had in mind a place where people could get together and they didn't have to spend tons of money. They could have a coffee, chat, and people watch. And for me, that's what malls have always been. And I think now... When I see my niece, my niece Candela, she's a teenager, a lot of times I see myself in her and her friends because, you know, we'll say, hey, Candela, what are you doing this weekend? She goes, oh, I'm just going to the mall with my friends, going to hang out. And a lot of times, you know, what are you going to buy? Oh, I don't know. It's not about buying. So I think it's about us changing malls and saying, well, wait, we don't have to go there, spend 20 hours there, be frustrated because we can't park or remember where we parked, which is a whole nother story. But it's interesting to see young people finding the original meaning of the malls. Yeah, they may buy a little something when they go, but it's more about getting together with your friends and sharing and making new memories together. A place where you can express yourself. Let's hear from my niece, Candela. She's going to tell us why she likes malls. And this is just to show you guys that this is not a generational thing. It's not a nationality thing. Malls hold a special place in our heart. Let's hear from Candela. I love going to the mall because I think it's a great place to do a lot of things. You can have a coffee while you're looking for new clothes or new shoes and a lot of things. I... Usually hang out with my friends at the mall because I think that it can be a familiar place, but you're going to have a lot more fun if you go with your friends there. My favorite shops are always the clothes one because I love to try the new clothes that are trendy and new colors and each season wear a new sweater or shorts and, you know, go each week to try all the new things they have. Here in Spain, we don't have a food court like in the USA that when you go to the mall, you have like a small place with a lot of like restaurants. Like here in Spain, we just have one big place with a couple of restaurants in the mall. So I think we need that here. I always buy things when I go to the mall because I think it's one of the things that make it special, you can always find something to buy, even if you want to buy, you have a lot of money or you want to buy something cheaper. I'm always looking for deals and in the mall you have a lot of stores, so you're always going to find them and maybe you can buy a lot of clothes just for the price of one or max and 
shoes. You know, who doesn't love a bargain? Next year, I will be spending a year studying in the USA. And one of the things I'm most looking forward to is a getting to know all these Megamax malls and, you know, trying some food from the food court. I think that's all from now, Shopaholics. Well, see you. All right. Excellent job, Candela. She expressed herself beautifully. Well, folks, I sure hope you'll join us in the bonus episode of today's FYI.